What's up, Gunners family? This is Amanda Axelson, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Anna Miller, as we sit down with Serifo Abeka. Serifo is a two-time state champion with the Issaquah High School girls soccer team. She has another two state championships with the Issaquah High School girls track and field team. She was a part of the Gunners G99As and currently plays for Division I Loyola Marymount University. Serifo tells us about her journey through youth soccer, how she was recruited to play at the Division I level, and as always, she gives some advice on how to bring your A-game. Hi, Serifo. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's good to see your face. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. Yeah. It's been it's a while. A while. How's LMU? It's good. We're yeah. in finals week right now, so. Oh, well, thank you for finish time. Oh, of course. Anything to procrastinate because <laughs> I really don't want to do it. Fair enough. I get it. I remember those days. I'm still in those days. Okay, well, um, let's start with this. Um, I mean, really, we just want to give an opportunity for you to kind of tell your story and, you know, get the word out to some younger kids what it was like going through the youth soccer system and the recruiting process. So let's start with this. Um, what was it like, like growing up? How many siblings do you have? What was your family dynamic like? Okay, um, so I'm the oldest of three. So I have two younger sisters who are 17 and 13. And then I have a younger brother who's five now. And it was pretty good. Like I was the only one that did sports while I was like my, like growing up because my younger sister she says that she retired at seven because soccer was just really not for her. She <laughs> hates to run. She hates to sweat. So I was really the only active child in my family. Um, a lot of the time, like my dad and I would do practices together. Like we would always like go around and kick the ball and shoot the ball. And sometimes it got a little intense because I was like, I'm really just here to kick the ball around. I didn't want to get yelled at today, but it's fine. <laughs> it helped me out. Um, but yeah, I like went to practice three times a week. My sister always complained. And then whenever we had tournaments, she was like, why do I have to go? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it was really fun. And yeah, my younger sister now plays for the Gunners too, the 13-year-old, and she likes it. I think and then my youngest brother also plays and he just he loves running around so it was really fun to grow up with them even though they were kind of annoying sometimes obviously <laughs> being so your little brother's the same age as Liam and they were mm -hmm. actually in the same little rec group this last oh, really? spring yeah because oh, what's his so name cute. what's oh, your yeah. what is it oh yeah oh yeah so mm -hmm. I I remember thinking like there was a time when, and this would have been like maybe your senior year, I want to say of high school, where I think Liam was like maybe 18 months or so. I feel like that's the timing mm -hmm. and like kind of just walking and he was like twice the size of oh yeah and they, you remember what they ran and into they, each other and I felt so <laughs> bad because Liam was so much bigger that like oh yeah just literally just flopped on the ground and started crying and I was like I am so he was sorry so little and skinny <laughs> he was so little 
He's a good little player now, though. He was running around having a good time. No, it was fun. Yeah, I was like, a way to get his energy out now. Yes, they need that for (laughs) sure. Um, Okay, so when did you start with the Gunners? I think it was like third or fourth grade because I remember like I was doing rec soccer like with the Issaquah League or whatever, and then everyone started to say, oh, there's this new club called Gunners. And I remember I went with like Mariah Alexander and Claire and Ava. And so like, we all like tried out for the Gunners together. And it was like, I feel like it was a random time. It wasn't normal tryout season because like just us were trying out. And then we like, were on like the gold team back in the day, like with all the red, black and gold. And then the next tryout, I was able to make it onto the 99 team which I'm on, which I was on for the rest of the time. But yeah. yeah. So you're like, OG, OG. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I love hearing that. that. just makes me so happy. Um, what would you say like that group in particular is, you know, we always regard them as like, you guys are the 99s. Like to everybody else when they hear yeah. like the 99ers, that's like the US Women's National Team when they won the World Cup. Seriously. But like to us, the 99ers is like you guys, like that group mm-hmm. of kids was, unbelievable it's so, a personality trait for you guys now. yes it's, yeah it's, you guys <laughs> are like local legends yeah. so how what why do you think that team was so successful over the course of the 10 years you guys played here well I think part of it is just like most of us have already grown up playing together so like even like in those first like three or four years that we were ever playing soccer we were playing with each other And then like, I feel like seeing each other every day and like being able to see each other outside of school and also with soccer help is like grow like really close relationships with each other, which like we're able to go onto the field because we're able to like trust each other and like we were able to keep each other accountable and stuff. And also I feel like with Jimmy, who was our coach, like he was a good coach for like our first years, like teaching us all the basics and like moving on to the big field and playing on the 11 like I feel like we were able to really grow together and I think we also just knew like how good we were because like people gave us a lot of confidence like Jimmy gave us confidence and like we're like okay we know that we're good even if we're not always getting the recognition so I feel like us always wanting to prove ourselves and like being like even if we're not in the ECNL like we can still beat these teams or like we can like get to these tournaments and I feel like that was something that really pushed us to like prove to everyone that like yeah we are that good even if we're from Issaquah type thing so I feel like that was really cool yeah playing like we talked to Claudia a little bit about this a couple weeks ago like always being that like underdog like and kind of having that chip on your shoulder like what was it I think she said she was like oh you don't know who we are great because after 90 minutes you will and I was like yes like that is exactly like the attitude that I think would would sum up that that team um so you play club obviously for gunners all the way through what was it like when you transitioned into high school and specifically you know getting into Issaquah high school and playing for them well I really liked it because I already knew like half the team because we were like half Issaquah half Skyline so it was like fun to like be able to play with each other in a different setting where it was like still really competitive because for Issaquah we were like always at the top of like the rankings and stuff so that was really exciting but then also being able to like play with all the girls that we've played against like at Eastside and Crossfire 
like that was fun because like oh I don't have to mark you anymore like now we're <laughs> it's like the best of the best we're all in it together and I feel like it was really fun because like instead of seeing each other just like a few days a week it was like every day after school and I feel like that was even though like we loved playing soccer like for the club team I feel like high school was more like it was like more just for fun even though we were still good it was just fun to like experience soccer as like like a passion and not just like something that you did every single day type thing but yeah I really liked it it was fun you were we were talking I was just (laughs) telling Amanda because I think it was we are at Skyline I think it was my senior year your sophomore year and we're we were literally about to step on the field and you were like I'm hungry and you like reach into your bag and you pull out this massive bag of chicken and you just started eating it. <laughs> like during Tom's like giving the team talk and you're just snacking away. And then I want to say it was the same day. For those that don't know, Serpo is an insanely talented singer. Really? And have you never heard? I didn't know that. Oh my, she's insane. Like, we might need to make you sing for us. Um, oh I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. One of the one of the gate one of the days before a game. Hey, honestly, might have been the same day where you pulled out. It was. I'm. I, it's all coming back with my yeah. chicken yeah. and Tom at the front. And we were like, <laughs> and singing. We just like needed something. We needed something to just get us going. And this sounds like a weird thing to get us going, but we, we have a lot of weird things about team too. We did. And we were like, Serifo, you need to sing the national anthem right now. <laughs> we we're like, we need to do it. And she was like, okay. So we all <laughs> sat and walked around. And Sarah like stands up and starts singing the national anthem. It was like emotional, but also intense. And afterward, everyone was so jacked up. Oh god! Wow. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, Is yes, it on video? I don't. That wasn't on video. Okay. Sarah singing is on video. Okay. So sure. we, can we break this down a little? I, I need to know, Sarah. <laughs> There's a lot of moving parts. Why? Why did you have chicken in your bag? I honestly okay. I remember it was like we didn't have to leave for the game like right after school and I was hungry so I like walked to um I feel like it's like Front Street Market at the time I walked there and got some food and walked back and then it was time to go and so I didn't want to eat it on the bus but I was still hungry so like I was snacking on it and then I was like okay it's time for me to eat my chicken so I don't like pass out on the field so the only time was in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome! And I didn't know you were a great singer. Oh, yeah, how, I guess. How long, like, how did you get into that? Like, how long have you been singing for? And do you still sing, like, in a like, do you do choir or anything like that? Um. Well, I like started singing for my Christmas church musicals all the time. Like once a year, I would always do those, and then. Um, everyone was like, oh, you're really good. And I was like, oh, thank you. I'm showing and then, you your things. Okay. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, you have your own like Instagram set up for it? Yeah, I just need it for fun. Everybody follow Serifo Sings oh, yeah. on Insta. Yeah, at Serifo Sings. <laughs> you're welcome. And then, we right totally interrupted you. <laughs> so you say for the publicity. <laughs> Start singing in church, which I think is a very mm-hmm. like, you're gonna be a singer. I feel like that's usually where it starts. <laughs> and then I would like we did like a mini choir at church that I sang with, and then like high school, I think it was like senior year, and then freshman year when I came back for the summer, 
they're like, oh, you should sing for church. So then I helped like lead worship at my church for like the time that I was home. And then now that I'm here, I like sometimes we have like a little church group after or like on Wednesday nights and I sing there and then also sing for like a little Bible study thing that we do. But yeah, nice. I just sing whenever. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, I was telling, I was joking with Anna because you were running behind and I was like, I'm not super surprised because I feel like every time I guest coach, Seraphah always rolled up like yeah. 10 minutes before kickoff. That is correct. I was always late. I remember the first, <laughs> like when Jimmy was still there, they would, um, I forget the song, but they would like sing a little song and be like, you're late. And I was like, I know, I know. And then at one point, Jimmy would have everyone bow to me because they called me the princess of Ghana. So when I would walk in late, everyone would be, and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And I was never, it was never my fault that I was like, I was always ready to go. My mom was not in the car. (laughs) I can't drive yet. So this isn't my fault. (laughs) Fair enough. I know I am the oldest of four. So I remember those days as well. And being like, we need to go. Wait, I remember the song. It was four, two. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Did I say four? I'm the oldest of five. Did I say four? Oh, I'm the oldest of, I'm me. And then there's three younger ones. Yes. And I have four younger siblings. So I remember the song now. It was don't be tardy to the party. Uh, (laughs) I heard that almost every time I went to practice. Oh my god. Audio will attest to that. She remembers that's super, super funny. Um, so obviously you really enjoyed the high school experience. When did you make the varsity team? Was that your sophomore year? Um, I think it was sophomore year. I like made it to JV and then like the last few games they called me up to varsity and then I played varsity junior year and senior year. I'm pretty sure. So you got two state championships with this car. Nice. And then I got two for track. Yeah, oh like, cause you were a, so if you don't know Serifo, <laughs> listen, Serifo <laughs> is, she runs, she is rapid. <laughs> like that's how she, like, I remember like at one point I was like, Serifo, like stop, like stop trying to like dribble so much and just push the, like the self pass push the ball down the line and go. And you were like, okay. And like, as soon as you started doing that, I was like, she's, she's burning people right now. You were, you were part of that four by four or the four by one team, right? Mm-hmm. And then the four by two. And then they threw me in the four by four once. And I was like, this is not for me. This is too long. Do you one know like what ball. your, like, do you know what like your 40 time would be? Um, well, we did it here at LMU freshman year, and my 40 was like a 5-1, but I probably could have gone faster. My knee was hurting a little bit, Yeah, but I would love to try it again. Yeah. <laughs> so how was the recruiting process for you? Because you're at Loyola Marymount now, so mm-hmm. can you kind of walk us through how that process worked for you? It was good. I mean, basically honestly like going through middle school and high school like I didn't realize that you actually had to do something to get recruited I don't know what happened (laughs) there was just no connection that oh like it's not just gonna you're not just gonna go to a school and play soccer so like um I remember Alex I think 
started was like you should start emailing and then Amanda you were like telling everyone oh yeah start emailing college coaches to come to um soccer tournaments and stuff and I was like okay I'll just start emailing like smaller schools and like I want to stay on the west coast so I was like okay I'll just email a bunch of these schools and see what happens and then I never actually emailed LMU which was funny but um Ava was saying that her dad went to LMU and so she emailed them so they would always come to the games and I was like I have no idea who these people are but then their coach talked to me and I was like oh this is cool LA that's kind of nice and so (laughs) then I came and visited I was like "Ooh, I really like it and that was the only visit I went on because honestly for me if I have too many options a decision is probably not going to be made so having (laughs) this one option was really good and like I don't know it was like really cool to like go on all the tournaments and stuff and like see college coaches because I was like oh this is kind of fun like they're kind of like celebrities and like you really have to step up your game (laughs) exactly I was like okay I guess I need to play well now but when yeah um junior year November but yeah early well I guess that's kind of like a a lot of you guys that group though committed pretty early like Claudia mm-hmm. committed the sophomore year yes I, I was like I think ugh. Ava was I think Ava was the next was she the next one because that was the beginning mm-hmm. of her junior year would have been like yeah, I think so remember, to SPU mm-hmm. um, yeah that group was yeah. made my life a lot easier <laughs> to stay in so how's your experience at LMU been it's been good we had, so first year I redshirted because, well, I came off senior year of high school. I tore my ACL meniscus on my right knee. And so I had to like, like I came in and I was like able to play, but like the coach like just wait for this season, like don't rush it or anything. Mm-hmm. And so I redshirted that year and it was cool to just be around like all the teammates and stuff and like see what college soccer was like because like I knew we practiced every day but I didn't realize how much work it actually was and like having to balance school and like not having I know I feel like the scheduling was so much different than I actually thought it was going to be so like being able to see it firsthand without doing it was definitely really helpful for me and then sophomore year I didn't play very much because the coaches at the time like had some favorites potentially not like confirmed but suspicions and so like none of us younger like players ever really played we only played like probably like 10 minutes a game maybe but so like I didn't feel like I actually got that much better like I got like some taste of it but not as much as as I would like to and then we got new coaches um spring of sophomore year so like right before COVID hit we got new coaches and stuff so we had like one game against UCLA and then one against Pepperdine, I think. So I was able to play in those, but um, then COVID happened obviously. So we had to take a little break and like, we like, it was cool cause we were able to like Zoom meeting everything, which was annoying, but it was nice to like get to know the coaches. And like, I feel like we did a lot more like team building stuff without actually being together, which I felt like was a good experience for us when we came back. And so this year, my junior year, I was able to play. I started most of the games, which is really cool. And like, I feel like over time, like I was able to like improve on certain things that like the coaches wanted me to focus on because 
at first it was just kind of like overall get better but like having the coaches say this is what you need to work on and then we actually worked on it in practice and like then you could see it easily in the game was really cool so yeah this year I was able to play a lot and I was really happy about that but unfortunately the second to last game against it was like April 10th I tore my other ACL and meniscus so oh, yeah. oh no it wasn't my fault I was beating this girl every single time and then at the end literally two minutes left she just kicked me in the leg and I was like well so it was a con it was con yeah. wow mm-hmm. so frustrating so yeah. do you have a do you have a surgery date yet yes May 18th so in like a little less than two weeks but so are you going to medical redshirt, you think, this next year? Um, I don't know. I might not have to because I still have my redshirt. And then they also gave everyone like a COVID year. Yeah. Since this season didn't really count, I guess. So we'll see. Yeah. But it's going to be like 25 and 26 year old like, <laughs> in the NCAA yeah. at this point. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. That is super frustrating. Um, at least on, I would say though, on the bright side, I think doing the other knee is better than doing the same knee twice. Oh yes. So the same did, knee twice would be a lot. Same knee twice. That's what I did. And I was like, after oh, that, yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do the, keep going and risk the third time. Um, well, I hope you, you know, get your surgery and can recover quickly and safely and, you know, Sounds like you, they have a good support system down there, though. Yeah. So not mm-hmm. wanting to rush you into anything, which is helpful. Because yeah, when I came back from my ACL surgery, I had surgery in January of my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And my first day of college practice was the first day that like we reported and we played the next day in August. So I had, I think it was like five and a half months. Oh, wow. <laughs> Don't do that, anybody. <laughs> For all of it's you, not a good there. decision. <laughs> um, do you, so. From what I see, you do you like LMU? Mm-hmm. So I like it a lot. I mean, that's good. I I remember like when when I was going through the recruiting process. I want to say it was Tom Bennell, mm-hmm. Um Would always tell you would always tell us like you need to be able to stand in the middle of the campus in the pouring down rain with a full body cast and like still want to be where you are. Unfortunately, my first go of schools, I didn't think about that. Um, but I did not take that advice. <laughs> I didn't take that advice, unfortunately. Um, but I'm going to ask you that question now with uh, a full body cast. Are you still happy where you are? <laughs> yes, definitely. I remember also my, like, um, coach that recruited me he was like when we started the tour he was like if you can't see yourself like coming here just for school like we'll just stop the tour and like it's totally fine but, like make sure that it's something that you really like you would go to the school without soccer and I would say it is because I love the location LA it's always sunny I do miss the rain sometimes but it's nice weather and then also like the education here is really good and I'm studying to be a teacher and they have like an amazing education program where you can like get your credentialing and then I'm also doing the master's program after this which is like just in a year like you do the master's in a year which is really cool kind of a lot of work but it's fine I already signed up for it and then (laughs) 
like I've been able to make like a lot of friends and like um ways that aren't just soccer so like I've been able to build a community outside of soccer which has been nice but also like having teammates is really nice so I would say I love it here it's it was a great choice for me good so um I don't know do you know the school WNS the west side neighborhood school it's like right down the uh, hill from you yes I think my my aunt is the one of the assistant principals there oh really yeah so I like grew up not grew up, it was more like my later teenage years, always looking at the hillside that said LMU. Always a dream. Cool. <laughs> Didn't make it, but <laughs> anyway, so I'm living through you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, um, let's do this then. Like you've, you've kind of given us a, a breakdown of what your journey was like. If you were to give any advice to players who are looking to play collegiate soccer who want to be where you are now what advice would you give them um something I would give them is get good at like time management because it's something I still struggle with but if you have good time management skills your life will be so much easier and yeah and then also um I don't know like don't like as much as we love soccer like don't make soccer your life I feel because like there's always the opportunity like the chance that you won't be able to play it like while you're in college so I feel like having like finding your worth in other things and not just soccer because I feel like that's something really easy for us to do is like when we're younger we're a soccer player like all we do is play soccer so if I'm not doing well in soccer I'm not doing well in anything and I feel like that's something that's really not good and like not a great mindset to be in so I feel like finding yourself outside of soccer is really important totally. and then also um this, not to scare anyone but start running now because I really didn't know how much running there was <laughs> like, <laughs> even though I run a lot on the field like ugh, it's so it's just like so much faster and like you have to be able to like actually play a full 90 minutes and like there's not as many subs and like it's just like a, even though it's soccer it's a lot more like physically taxing than I realized it would be so like start practicing the beat test like even if you just listen to the noise because I get stressed every time I hear the beep so oh, like, we, like had the kids, we had some kids running the beep test on Tuesday night I ran it with them I just want to Oh, wow. And some of our coaches, as soon as literally like they heard the beep, and I could like physically see them like yes. cringe. Yeah. Like, oh, all the God. coaches that had played like competitive college soccer, they all like turn around when or like what yes. cringing <laughs> PTSD hardcore. No, literally. But yeah. And then also just like start learning how to take care of your body on your own. Cause like in college it's really nice because you have like the trainer and like um like a weights coach and that's all really helpful but being able to like stretch on your own and know what like preventative exercise you can do on your own is really helpful so that way even if like they're busy or it's just like your times won't line up knowing what to do for your body to make it like perform at the highest level I feel like it's something that we can start learning earlier so yeah those were great pieces of advice yeah on the I spot too she was not you, forewarned <laughs> five years ago right yeah I I the one the thing that you said that resonated with me a lot was when I when I tore my ACL the second time and I knew that I wasn't going to be playing anymore like I had always been 
like I was Amanda the soccer player like that's what people like to this day people from high school like they would probably say oh yeah she was a good soccer player like that's how they would probably define me and so when I lost that I I was in a that was probably one of the worst times of my life in terms of like feeling like I didn't know who I was anymore like for like finally a good friend of mine was like you need to go see a counselor and talk about this stuff and luckily I did and like as soon as I like kind of was able to process it and like talk through it I like got better but like I wish I had been better about that in my high school years learning like you know you you're not you know just a soccer player you're not just a singer or whatever like it is that you're, you're good at like there's so much more to you than that so I think that's super powerful it's hard too like especially playing division one college soccer and being at a competitive program like LMU you most of your time is spent on like playing soccer and with the team and you know as much as they want to say you're a student athlete like really in reality you're an athlete student because they pull you out of class and for soccer specifically so sometimes it's hard to find like other pieces of your identity that um you also value equally as much as your sport um so it's really cool to hear that you have kind of found other communities outside of soccer um because a lot of a lot of people don't do that and that's why you see college athletes after they're like after they exhaust their eligibility they get lost and they make a lot of mistakes and um it, because they don't know who they are um outside of athletics so um i'm i mean i'm sure that probably eases your mind especially having to go through another acl surgery right that you're gonna have um that you kind of get to be out of the soccer world for a little bit whether it's like once or twice a week you know that kind yeah. of um, mm -hmm. yeah it definitely like takes more effort and like more time to like build different relationships but it's worth it in the end because like I don't know it's just nice to know that you have more people to like talk to when it's just not about soccer stuff like if you're tired of soccer like you have other people to like fill you up and you're able to I feel like just being able to like see people different than you because I feel like in soccer even though we're all different like we've all played soccer together like are not together we've all played soccer for so long so I feel like trying to find similarities with other people that aren't just sports is something that's really helped me and like being able to like form because I've met like some of my best friends that aren't on a soccer team like I wouldn't have been able to meet them if I didn't like branch out and like I don't know try different things that aren't just running around yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yes <laughs> those things well it sounds like you're super grounded serfo yeah which makes me very happy to hear that you're doing really well like i love hearing that you guys are you know successful and you guys are doing well so that makes me super happy i'm proud of you so that way thank you or as, or as anna always says on these you're cool you're so, i always end with oh, you're so cool <laughs> just too cool too cool for school all right well is there any like you already gave like you dropped so much wisdom yeah for real right <laughs> so like i was gonna ask if there's like anything else that you would want to tell like younger gunners or like a younger version of yourself but i feel like you've done that should we ask you what what is the question you've been asking like what does it mean to you to be a part oh, of the gunners family? yeah yeah that's that's let's end with that what does yeah. it mean to be a part of let me ask you what does it mean to be a part of the gunners family to you 
Um, I think it means like a lot just because I spent so much time like with the Gunners from eight until 18, basically. Like just being able to be a part of that family and also being on the 99ers, being able to like kind of create a legacy and like look back and see that we're still like really important to the Gunners is really cool. And like, I don't know, it just makes me proud to be a Gunner and like I'm able to see like my younger siblings be Gunners and stuff. It's just really cool that I'll be able to like go back and see kind of like how I was able to impact it even if I'm not there anymore. So yeah. Yeah, you guys set the bar high. Yeah for sure well yeah well thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me yes absolutely um i'm gonna have to check in on you before you got before you get your yeah keep us posted on how you're doing i will need anything are you are you coming back this summer Mm -hmm. i'm coming back to do like my first two ish months of pt at home with like the pt i did my other knee with just Mm -hmm. because like I don't need to be here early because I'm not going to be able to run. Which, yeah. I mean, as much as I love <laughs> running. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I expect you to at least drop by the fields and say hello. Oh, of course. Do a little I'll tell you dropping off my sister. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrity, yeah. celebrity guest appearance. Yeah, honestly. Oh, I would love it. Sign some autographs. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Okay, well, we can let you go. Thank you again for making the time for us in during finals week. Good luck. Oh, yes. With Thank everything. You. You're gonna do great. Yeah. And Thank you. Yeah, we love you. You're so cool. <laughs> you too. So, so cool. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye, Turbo. Bye. I love her. Yeah, man. She's so funny. Even after getting the second. She's just, she seems very, she seems very, like, I don't know. She's always, like, have you ever seen Sarah Foyle? She's one of those people where even I feel like when she's angry, she's probably smiling. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. She's always, her her outlook on life has always been that way. She's, like, I, she's just so bubbly all the time. Yeah. And, oh, my God, she, I just remember in high school, like, she was, that's, she has not changed. Like that mentality has not changed. And usually people that are like a second ACL, you know, it, it really like affects them. But she's like, well, mentally, yeah, that is, that is a mental hurdle that is difficult to overcome for sure. And I also really like, I, this needs, there needs to be an emphasis on her taking a redshirt year because I think there's a, a lot of stigma around redshirting. Yeah. Um, so what she said about people might not know what redshirting is so let's really quick if you redshirt it basically means that you can practice with the team the whole year but you cannot play in any games so basically you're you're a training player um, and there's also a medical redshirt so if you're injured you can be a part of the team but obviously you're not playing so you can take that year and it gives you basically an extra year of eligibility so it doesn't take away one of your four years so like on the back end such when you see athletes that you know, have, are in their fifth year of um, college sports. But uh, I mean, Sarah, she said, you know, it was really nice to be able to, she was also hurt at the same time, but she said it was nice to be able to see every, like see college soccer Mm -hmm. and the process of preseason and what, what all goes into it. 
before she actually did it. So kind of like just, easing into it, right? Yeah. Instead of being kind of thrown yeah. to the wolves a bit. I also just think Sarah has like a kind of go with the flow type of gal. Yeah. So like she's like, oh, you know, call it soccer. It's you know, soccer. Sounds, I've been fun. playing soccer for a while. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I, I think I'm fun. pretty good at this. <laughs> like, okay. Um so yeah, I I don't know. There's I just wish there wasn't such a stigma around red shirting. So yeah. important. I wish I was red shirting, but I wasn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, and if you look at it from like a longevity perspective, right? You're gonna be more of an asset on the latter half of your yeah. experiencing college soccer just because you know what it's like. Yeah. But I should probably have red shirted my freshman year of college in <laughs> retrospect. Me too. I played. I played one half of the game, which took away oh. my eligibility for yeah. redshirt. I played, but I. I think I've said this. I our very first like travel trip. We went down to California and we were playing against Chico, and I. I kind of like tweaked my knee a little bit, and like everything like looked fine. Like the trainer was like, oh, "I think I think you're okay," but it felt like weird. It just mm-hmm. fell off, and like I was basket case the rest of that season like I was I was doing well up until that point and then I was just like oh you know what's so funny the game that I got in was Chico State oh was it really yeah weird yeah that's really <laughs> super <weird>. funny that's <laughs> like kind of scary yeah my sophomore year was great though so I mean and sometimes I think take maybe taking a redshirt year I mean I would have been able to potentially I, I could have medical redshirt in my senior year could have had two extra years <laughs> it's yeah retrograding is a really cool thing and it's it's cool that it's available um, yeah and more a people lot of, should take advantage of yeah that. for sure um but I also really enjoy listening to Sarah talk about her other interests because I think that's so important and it's something we spoke a lot about at UW was like this this like concept of identity and sport and like do you mix it two or mm-hmm. do you not? And it's it's tough because like Sarah was saying, you know, sport can't be your whole identity because yeah. you know what there's, if what if you life after yeah. soccer or um, life after whatever sport that yeah. you're playing. And so I you know, she was saying what she she has her church group and then her major with education, which by the way, she's going to be amazing at. Uh, I want her to be Liam Seymour. I know. <laughs> oh, honestly. I should have asked her what, what grade she wanted to teach, but she's, I would imagine she's going to be an elementary. I would imagine. Teacher. I would hope. Yeah. She, I mean, she'll be good whatever grade she decides, but she's, yeah. she's so good with the little kids. Yeah. I just, I imagine getting into her classroom and being so like colorful and yes. bubbly. And yeah, I want to go back to school if Sarah was the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm excited for her. Yeah um I just think I hope she comes back um I mean with her mindset and attitude I know she will come back oh I have no doubt she'll Um, be all right yeah so when she does I mean I I hope LMU gets out here at some point to play I'd love to go and see her yeah it'd be great I I wouldn't mind playing to LA either I've watched a couple streams when I saw that they were playing just be like is Sarah playing so I've seen her a couple times running around it's fun to see but I try to keep tabs on everybody and see, you know, if they're, we like follow everybody on Twitter and whatnot yeah, yeah. and just get little updates about, you know, if they score and assist or a mention in any, any articles. Like, I love seeing that stuff. It just, 
it makes me super super happy but I mean especially since you've seen them like as like developing young <laughs> as 12, 12 like year olds players, up till yeah. now <laughs> like yeah it's been it's that's it's wild actually like thinking about knowing them when they were super little and seeing where they are now I'm like oh my gosh yeah makes I me, mean it makes me feel old <laughs> old and proud <laughs> I mean I like to think I'm one of those for you but you are I'm proud of you I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm glad so that you're glad. here I'm so oh. glad but I mean I got most of the players we've interviewed so far it's um I've played with them yeah but they were just kind of getting into like the swing of things yeah um you know especially with high school with Serapho and Claudia yeah um you know they were you know the newbies and so it's crazy now that they're like they're leading all these programs it's mm -hmm. cool I mean I could have guessed it like yeah I could have predicted that obviously I mean yeah well and, and I know like even the kids specifically thinking about that 99 group who didn't go on to play play college it's not that there, there weren't offers because I think every single kid on that team had offers yeah. to, to play but like I think of somebody like um Claire Waite who played at Skyline and was on our 99 group and she I remember like having multiple conversations with her about you know do I want to play college soccer and she finally sat me down and said Amanda, like, I don't think I can play college soccer. I want to find the cure for cancer. <laughs> and I was like, fine, please <laughs> go find the cure for cancer. Like, like that is 100 billion times more exciting than playing college soccer for four years. That the cool like, thing about that is that like, that is a hard decision to make because yeah. sports, especially around this area, youth sports, is such a big part of our lives. Mm -hmm. um, and so to make that decision to kind of like part your way with the sport is hard. Yeah, And to know, to be like that dedicated, to know what you wanna do and be so dedicated to go and you're like, I need to go and do this. Um, that's, a, that's a really difficult decision to make. And I've known a couple people who like parted ways with the sport, not because they didn't like it, not because, um, you know, it was so hard and they had a terrible experience, but it was honestly because they had really big aspirations and passions and they really wanted to follow it. And they, they wanted to put all their, they wanted to put all that effort. Um, they didn't want to like half effort in each one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so, you know, they chose yeah. the passion that it was going to take them you know yeah which totally makes sense and like the number of kids that I work with that you know, like you said and in, in this area especially like I feel like there's a lot of very high expectations like with sports and with grades and there might come a time where it's hard to balance both and you eventually you do have to make a decision like do I want to keep playing soccer do I want to play college soccer or do I even want to play you know beyond college soccer whether it's like looking to play professionally which very few kids will go on to to do yeah. that but having that you know setting yourself up for the rest of your life is what's most important and the way that I view college soccer is like it's a great opportunity for you to set yourself up for the rest of your life because you're, you're going to go get a great education somewhere no absolutely like I I I was never a great student like I just I never thought school would be something I was really interested in because I mean in high school you're doing math and you're learning the quadratic formula and you're yeah. like 
going through. And what am not, I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, why so, am I doing this? So I obviously use soccer to help me get into schools. And I will say, had it not been for soccer, I would not be graduating with a degree um, from the University of Washington. Like a really, uh, like it's a prestigious institution. Like it's a really great, my, the education I've gotten there and what I've been doing is incredible. And the professors I've met and, you know, all the work, the research I've done there, I would have not gotten to that point if it, if I didn't use soccer. Mm -hmm. um, and again, my grades are great transferring in, but you know, soccer gives you that extra, like it does help you. It can give you a little bit of a push. It does, not it, much of a push. Not much. <laughs> I will say it's not like it used to be where you could have like a 2.0, but no yeah. so that like the football coach could get you in. Like that's right. not how it is. But there is the athletic department has a say, yeah. believe it or not. And so, but it's crazy how much something like that can change you. And if you, if you use it to get into a school where you think you're going to fit in, like I went from being a really average, like 3.0 student to like, I've made the Dean's list of three fourths of my quarters. Oh, at I knew UW. I was proud of you. <laughs> I was like, what's like, more reason to be proud? But like, I, I, I use soccer and I, not to say like, haha, I schooled soccer. Ha -ha, yeah. I used it. <laughs> like I really did enjoy it. And, um, but I mean, you can it, use it to find it, that's how I feel like most kids need to view it more it's like college soccer is a fantastic way for you to get a wonderful education that will set you up for the rest of your life because most likely you will not be playing professionally and getting paid to play soccer and right now I mean people can argue well you know that's just like the path that everyone takes college but like at this point in time in order to go on and, and be you know in in the workforce people a minimum requirement is a degree um and if you can and if a school if you can get part of that degree paid for or get into a school with a um great program that you want to be in and get the degree like do it like it's it is the grind. It's the grind. And, you know, as Sarah was saying, like, it was a lot more than she thought. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, look at, look at me and she loves it right now. Mm -hmm. You loved it. I did. I loved it. <laughs> I loved playing. I mean, you still go back to SBU and help yeah. out. And yeah. It's hard to leave the environment. I honestly, volunteering there, like when Arby called me up, to start like to ask if I would be willing to, to help out a bit. I was I was pregnant with Luca or Liam. So this is like six years ago. And I just remember being like, yeah, like I would love to, but I'm gonna have a baby in the middle of the season. <laughs> and he was like, great, if you can still do it, we'd love to have you. Like it was there was zero like like, oh, maybe that's not gonna work yeah. out. Like he's like, no, like bring the baby to practice. Like <laughs> because because he's like, it shows what life can look like for our girls beyond soccer. Yeah. Like, like he's like, and I've thought multiple times, like, I love being there and I wish I could be out there like every day, to be honest. Yeah. Like if I could, I would, but it's with having kids and then my job, like it's like impossible. Yeah. But you know, I think RV specifically like has a really awesome kind of vision for what the pro program at SQ is like. And it's one of the reasons that I love it there. 
and he sees me and when I bring the boys out like and even when Kevin Cicuto brings his his daughter in now it's like that's awesome it's like, also it's probably so cool for Liam and Lucas as well to oh, like, yeah. grow up and I wish that there was like a team which I kind of got a little bit when my my mom worked for the WPSL team here mm-hmm. when they were the reserve team for the rain and I kind of got a little bit inside that team and I think I, I mean I was in middle school so mm-hmm. I wasn't like super young but I still felt like it was the coolest thing yeah. to like just be able to get there before the game and like be on the field and like talk to the yeah. player like it's a really cool thing and yeah I've got the greatest picture of Liam sitting on the bench with a bunch of our high school boys at, during the cross like a crossfire challenge oh, final like see that? two years ago it was it's it's my favorite it's one of my favorite photos because he's literally like smiling like looking up at one of the boys who's like talk, talking yeah. to him I'm like like that's I don't know I just I, I love that yeah I mean it's that stuff is like priceless you can't it's something you wouldn't you can't even like explain but yeah there's not a lot of places where you can go and find like a super super family like feel like that's one reason I love SPU because we talk about like being a part of a family mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that you know here at Gunners I've always loved and we've always talked about like yeah. Gunners family and you know being able to bring the kids around and just have like all of all of my girls are always super super excited like there was one tournament where I had I literally Matt was out of town for on a on a work trip and I had to bring the boys with me to a tournament and I was like like I this is I just have to do this Lucas was I think nine months old Liam Liam was three and and I'm coaching on the sidelines and I've got them like because it's super hot out under a tent behind me but my like my girls are just all over it like like they've got kids who are staying late to like after their game just so they can help babysit and yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) like it's you know it's we made it work and it I I was super nervous I remember just being like oh my gosh I don't know how this weekend is gonna go this could be a disaster and like people just came together and like made it work and you know willing to do whatever it took to, to help me which was just a good feeling like feeling supported like that is it's massive. I, I say that's a, a really specific trait to this club um, because of how close like our, our families are and then with the coaches as well. Like mm-hmm. even this weekend, Gio, he had Dante, um, his baby, on the sidelines of a game and parents were coming over and like helping feed Dante yeah. and walk him around the field. And it's not even like Gio is asking all these parents to take care of um like his kid they they come over and they're like let let us help yeah. let us do what we can yeah um like we appreciate you uh and it's so cool like I just it's it's a it's a family feel like you said and you don't find that in a lot of um with the competitive nature that youth sports like is yeah it's hard it's the combination of the two is really hard mm-hmm. it's, um, a, it's a balance and I think there's a lot of places where it's like it's very cutthroat mm-hmm. or like you're you know like win at all costs type things yeah. and you know winning's important but development's more important yeah Absolutely. like at the, at the end of the day like and and I would sit, put that in a two that kind of two categories like development of the player but also development of the person mm-hmm. and like I feel like for me like the reason I do this job is because I enjoy being like I enjoy soccer I love soccer but I love being a mentor to my kids 
and I, I, I love like just that the relationships that I've been able to build with them um, and, and the fact that like they're willing like to come to me like if like I had a kid the other day who just she had a really bad day she had a really bad day and so like I subbed her off we were scrimmaging and like I could tell something was wrong I was like dude what's going on and she just broke down in tears and was just like was like I need to talk to you I need to, I just need to get this off my chest she just kind of poured her heart out to me, hearts out to me, I could speak. <laughs> and like, it was just, you know, knowing that she was willing to, to do that and like tell me what was going on. And felt and it, comfortable. Yeah, and honestly, and even if, if she, she wasn't, like I, I try to create an atmosphere with my kids where if there's something going on, like you don't have to tell me, like yeah. just, just give me a heads up and like, not, not to say that I'm going to, you know, I'll go easier on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, make, yeah. I'll make sure if you make a mistake, I'm not screaming at you. Like, One laugh for yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like if there's something going on, like, I want my kids to know, like, you know, just give me a code word. Yeah. Like, or shoot me a text before practice. Like today's been a rough one. Okay. Awesome. That's all I need to yeah. know. You don't need to say anything else unless you want to. And, and if you do, I'm here for you. Yeah. And the, the coaches here, like even Garrett, you know, in the meeting the other day or yesterday with the disc assessments, he was, you know, he was saying the first thing I do, I asked my players how the day was mm -hmm. um, because that dictates, you know, how the training is going to go and, and mm -hmm. whatnot. And a lot of um, coaches and clubs that really focus on being the best, of the best overlook that part. Yeah. Like and I, let's, let's be honest. There are people who just don't really care. Yeah. Like they expect Absolutely. results and, and you know, like there's a, there's a place for that, but it's not going to be found here. Yeah. No, it's not, not it's not our style. And I'm, I like it. I, like I, it I, I, I love it here. I mean, that's why I came back after all these yeah. years. Like there's just, there's just nothing like, like yeah. the feel of this club playing in it, but also working in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's a, uh, we got a good thing going. Good thing. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited moving forward. It'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. But all right. Well, Serifo was awesome. Everyone go look at or go. Serifo sings. Yes, yeah, Serifo sings. At, Listen yeah. to her. At S I A R F O S I N G S. <laughs> Sarah sings. I expect her to gain at least a hundred followers. <laughs> I hope so. Oh. Um, all right. Well, maybe should we give them a little teaser? Oh my good lord. Sarah's gonna on. kill us. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Wait, let me see if I can. Let's hear it. Oh. And she plays Flip, guitar. Yeah, and she's playing. My gosh, how on. talented is she? Good lord! What can she not do? Serifo, <laughs> you're the most talented person. Yeah. In I'm terms sure. of like a very wide variety <laughs> of right? things, that's right. so cool. Now, could she run a four by one, and then 
sing the national anthem, <laughs> pose four by one, and then play the, <laughs> we might need to test this out. WPSL next year, mm. making a comeback. Oh yeah. WPSL. Sarah will be back. Oh yeah. Oh, like, how fun would that be to get all the 99 kids back? Oh, we got a good, we got a good chunk of them you know, already. Oh, no. Um, I'll tell you what, Debbie, Debbie was on that here. Like we're going for it. We're going all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so. I can't wait. All right. Well, I got to go. Cause I've got to get to my, I got to pick up Liam and we've got mother's, Ma- mother's, day mother's day tea with his preschool, which is freaking adorable yeah so i remember my mother's day teas do you i never yeah. i don't think i ever did that with my really mom. oh i did it i used to love them so much it, it was so fun they're gonna sing three songs <laughs> yeah oh my God. are you sing. gonna video this I, I, I'll, I'll send you video okay good they've got i'm a little teapot oh stop they've got uh skittermarinky dinky dink <gasps> remember that one i love that yeah. one and one that's called mommy bingo which is like b-i-n-g-o but apparently they changed the words to m-o-m-m-y <laughs> so, awesome. yeah it'll be good but uh, all right well thanks for listening everybody have a good one bye bye <laughs>